I want to talk to you today, will God remain your God after the victory? Would you say that with me to implant it in your heart today? Will God remain your God after the victory? This is the most dangerous time for man switching gods is whenever he has a victory. And I want God to just remain to be, being my God after I've had glorious victories. I don't want to switch gods. I don't want to switch God for gods. Amen. And there's only one God. And I, can I hear an amen today? There's only one God and we know his name. And what is it? Amen. Thank God. Thank God for you helping me preach today. I'd like to have your attention. I'd like to all the way back up in the mezzanine. I'd like for you to help me preach today. Let's just have church together. What do you say? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. When we are in need, we all seek after the real God. I promise you today there's nobody seeking after the gods of this world when they get in a bind. Amen. They may want to live for the gods of this world, but I'm going to tell you, when it comes time, there's trouble in their life, there's sorrow in their life, there's death, and death is up on them, there will not be a one of them seek for the gods of this world. Amen. Every person, when they get in trouble, if they have any mind at all, let me tell you, they will seek for the God and the living God. And all of us do it when we are in need. And I'm glad to tell you it's God's good pleasure to give it to his children. God loves us and God wants to help us and God cares about us. And I just want to give you some of the things that God said and the way this all got started. Of course, when you read the book of Genesis, you're reading the book of beginnings. And right in the very first chapter, listen to what God said and God did. The Bible said, and God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. And then again, the 28th verse, and God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over this old earth. And then he spoke to his man by the name of Abraham, Abram at the time, in the 12th chapter of the book of beginnings, and he said, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all, everybody say all, all the families of the earth be blessed. So remember this, every time you get a blessing, God channeled that blessing through the seed of Abraham. Amen. That's the only way to get a blessing. That's the only way all this earth can be blessed is right through Abraham. I'm glad I know today Abraham's God. Isn't that a blessing to know Abraham's God? Hallelujah. And the Bible said, and I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And then the 14th chapter, the 19th verse of the same book, and he blessed him, talking about Abraham, and he blessed be Abram of the Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. You want to know who it belongs to? It belongs to Abraham and to Abraham's seed. He blessed him. Everybody say, he blessed him. And he said, blessed be Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. And he blessed. Here is Abraham now. 
Abraham blesses his God. God blesses him, and he blesses God back. And he said, Blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hands. And he gave him the tithes of all. And he blessed, blessed be the Most High God. After God blessed Abraham, Abraham turned around and said, Blessed be the Most High God. Let your name be praised. And then again, the book of Genesis, the 22nd chapter, 17th verse. This is whenever he had offered up Isaac and uh, that step by faith. And that's the way the children of God are living today. We're all living and walking by faith. And he said to Abraham after he had done this, he said, "Bless that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. You're going to control your enemies. You're going to let them go and come as you see fit. Amen. I preached to you Wednesday night one of the great signs how true the Bible is that out of all the big places, all the places that could be found upon this big earth that could have been mentioned about many, many years ago, uh, it could have, they could have, if the Bible had been wrong, it could have picked so many different places, but the Bible is right. And uh, the little country of Israel that's about 8,000 square miles, Arkansas is about 53,000 square miles, little Israel, 8,000, but the eyes of the whole world is upon Israel today. And let me ask you a question. Are they still controlling the gates of their enemies? Do they let them go and come when they want them to go and come? And do they build walls and do they stop them when they get ready to stop them? And everybody say amen. Proof all over again that the Word of God is right. Well, I'm going to tell you, that was a promise to Abraham that it would happen like that and that it would work like that and that Abraham and his seed would be in control of their enemies. Again, I'm talking about all these blessings, and it's God's good pleasure to bless us and to help us. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. All the nations, Abraham, is going to be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. That promise passed right on down to his son, Isaac. The Bible said he sojourned in the land, and I will be with thee and will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed. And I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, Isaac, I'm gonna, you're going to be blessed. And I will make thy seed to multiply. Here's the blessing again pronounced upon his son. It's going to be multiplied as the stars of the heaven and will give unto thy seed all the, these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. He said, I'm doing it because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. And then that same promise passed right down from Abraham, Isaac, his son, right on down to Isaac's son and Jacob. And Jacob was mightily blessed and carried the blessing of God upon him. I've come to preach to you today and remind you that it is God's good pleasure and God's good will to open up the windows of heaven and to bless his people and to help his people in the day of trouble, in the day of trial. Thank God that we have a God that we can cry out to and we can pray and we can ask for help and God has come to our rescue. I wonder if I have anybody in the house today that you prayed one day and God helped 
helped you and God opened the windows of heaven and God blessed you. Amen. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving to God. Oh, God, you have been faithful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I begin this message today by telling you we all seek after the real God when we have trouble. That's just a natural for every one of us in this building. When Israel wandered down into Egypt and they got trapped into that land and they were there many years, over 400 years, the Bible said it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. I want to tell you things are going to change. You got something rolling and doing good in your life? Well, you need to prepare because there's always another day. And this was the day that Pharaoh uh, died and they lost their Pharaoh. It was the Pharaoh that uh, Joseph had favor with. Uh, and the day came that he passed away and there was another Pharaoh, the Bible said, that rose up that did not know Joseph and he did not honor Joseph. Uh, and then in that day, there was great trials that came upon the children of Israel because they, they recognized they were so blessed. Isn't it amazing to you how the earth and the world has always tried to subdue the children of Israel? They've always been against the Jews. They've always tried to subdue them and stop them. And they've always been afraid of them because they were a great people and a mighty people. Well, it was no different in these days. That Pharaoh saw them prospering. He saw them growing. He saw them becoming a mighty nation. He saw the hand of God upon them. And you know what? It scared the life out of him. Instead of him having enough sense to join their God and join up with them, he said, I'm going to try to kill them, and I'm going to try to stop them, and I'm going to slow them down. But I'm going to tell you, you can't slow down what God's blessed. You can't stop what God's put his hand upon. Amen. What God has blessed, nobody can curse. And what God has cursed, nobody can bless. Oh, we are blessed people to know and to have this wonderful truth and to know this great God. Amen. But the children of Israel certainly suffered from this Pharaoh. The Bible said the children of Israel sighed by the reason of the bondage. They cried, and their cry came up unto God by the reason of the bondage. Their cry came up, and, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered the covenant, his covenant with, listen to this now, he remembered his covenant that he had made with Abraham. Everybody say Abraham. Everybody say Isaac. Everybody say Jacob. God heard their groaning, the scripture says, and God remembered their, his covenant he had made with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. And God said, I'm going to help you out of this dilemma. Amen. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to send a great deliverance and mighty, my mighty hand will pick up my children because I had a man that walked before me that kept my statues and kept my commandments. And hey, folks, I'm going to tell you, this will pass down to another generation. If we'll love God and love the truth and hold on to the truth, we can pass it right on down. The good blessings of God that have been in our life will be in our children's life. Amen. And this is exactly what happened. God remembered. God remembered Abraham. He remembered Isaac. He remembered Jacob. And he said, I'm going to help them and I'm going to deliver them. And he brought them out of that terrible bondage and he set them free. What a mighty deliverance they had. What mighty miracles they seen 
come about. They watched as God led them by a cloud over their head in the day to keep the sun from beating down upon them. At night, it was a pillar of fire to keep them warm and to lead them out of that terrible and awful land. They came to the Red Sea, but the Red Sea could not stop them. They came to a famine, but the famine could not stop them. They came to a place where it was a desert and there was no water, but the no water could not stop them. Because there was a mighty and an awesome and a glorious God. And I want to tell you, from the top of my head to the sole of my feet, I believe with all of my heart, I'm serving that same mighty God. It's the God of Abraham. It's the God of Isaac. And it's the God of Jacob. And I praise him today. And let the house praise him. Why don't everybody stand to your feet and give God praise right now? Oh, we do magnify the old God with the voice of triumph. And with the voice of thanksgiving, we praise you out of our heart, Lord. We thank you for your mercy and grace. And you can be seated. The sad story, sad ending to this story was that they did not understand it and they did not appreciate it. They did not see what God had done for them. And the Bible said that he slew them or he sent trouble. Then they sought him and they returned and inquired early after the Lord. And they remembered that God was their rock. Whew, it's a wonderful day when we remember in a shaking land and shaking economy and all kind of problems. Hey, brother, we got our feet planted on the rock. It's this glorious truth. It's coming to the house of God and having prayer meeting and believing with all of our heart that still his house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen. That's planting our feet upon the rock. The Bible said they sought him. They remembered that God was, was their rock. The second thing, they remembered that he was the high God, their redeemer. He was their rock. He was their redeemer. Amen. Nevertheless, listen to this. They did flatter him with their mouth. They, they talked a good talk. They talked about praising him with their mouth. They lied unto him with their tongues. Oh, church, First Pentecostal church, we want to be the real people. We don't want to go around saying, Lord, Lord, amen, and then living wrong. We want to say, Lord, Lord, and we want to walk up right, and we want to do his will, and we want to keep his commandments. We don't want to be inviting people to church and telling people about the goodness of God and not experiencing the goodness of God in our own life. Can I hear an amen today? Oh, this God will really change you and give you a new life. But the Bible said they just flattered him with their mouth. They lied. Don't you know God knows? God sees down in our heart, doesn't he? Amen. The next thing said, for their heart was not right with him. Neither were they steadfast in his covenant. They had a heart problem. Their heart just was not right. And then they would not stay steadfast in his covenant. But oh, I'm glad to preach to you today and give you the next verse here. He, but he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a times turned he his anger away 
and did not stir up all of his wrath for he remembered that they were but flesh a wind that passeth away and cometh not again how often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert yet they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One listen to me today they remembered not his hand nor the day when he delivered them from their enemies. Oh, God, help us today. Help us at the First Pentecostal Church. Help everyone in the, under the sound of my voice. If I don't do you any good at all, amen. But if you catch this one verse of Scripture, and it will stir up your mind to say, oh, yes, God, I will remember. I will remember the day that you delivered me. I will deliver the day that you brought me out. I will, I will remember God. But the Bible said they remember remembered not his hand. How could we ever forget the hand of God in our life? But they forgot his hand. They forgot his goodness. They forgot what he had done for them. They forgot it. Nor the day when he delivered them. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Brother, have you ever been shaking in your boots? Have you ever been afraid of life? Have you ever been so afraid you didn't know what to do? Hey Amen. But the enemy was after you. The enemy was after your family. The enemy was after your marriage. The enemy was after your children. The enemy was after your soul. The enemy was after your finances. And you were shaking in your boots. But oh, thank God, there was a day when deliverance came and God spoke to the enemy and he said, get back enemy. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I just come to tell you, amen, will we forget? Will we forget the God that gave us victory? Will we forget the God that gave us that great breakover and that great margin of safety and where we felt safe, will we forget him? Will we trade him in on another God? Will we switch this God that's been so good to us? Amen, that's opened the windows of heaven and helped us and blessed us. Will we take him and trade him in on a few of the little uh, jingles and dingles and foolish things of this world that never will mount to a hill of beans? Would we take a God like this God and trade him in for something that's so silly and full of vanity and full of foolishness and it's going to pass? Well, Brother Holmes, I want to look great and I want to do this and I want to do that. Uh, would, would you be so foolish? Uh, I'm telling you, friend, we're all dying in this building. Uh, you've got a dying preacher today. Uh, I'm preaching to dying people. Uh, we're not going to be here long. Uh, and the main thing all of us can do is have a firm grip, a firm grip, uh, a firm grip on this salvation, uh, a firm grip on this God uh, that we never trade this God for the traps and the junk and the vanity and the trash of this world. Oh, Brother Holmes, I just want to be accepted. Amen. Oh, my God, friend, 
accepted by who? Accepted by whose standards? What's the, what's the deal? What's the big deal about being accepted? Hey, man, what's, what's the big deal about that? Oh, if we can be acceptable to God, if we can walk in the ways of God. See, either we believe the Scripture or we don't believe it. If you believe what I'm preaching today, you would never think about trading this God for the gods of this world. It's a sign of your faith. It's a sign of what you see in the Word of God. If you believe with all of your heart that Abraham was a man, that God called out, that God said, get up, Abraham, separate yourself from your family. I'm going to take you on a journey of faith. I'm going to take you on a walk by faith, Abraham. And God led him out by his mighty hand. And then when I, Abraham proved himself to God, and I want to tell you, saints, uh, hallelujah to God. You, thank you, Jesus. Uh, you older saints, uh, people that's lived for God for some time, you know what? Uh, you have proved yourself to God. Uh, Sister Livingston, you proved yourself to God. Uh, I'm going to serve God. Uh, don't think God don't take account of that. Uh, don't think God's not paying attention. Don't think God doesn't know where you're at. Uh, don't think God doesn't know when you went through those fiery trials uh, and you stuck it out with the church and you stuck it out with the word of God when everything was screaming at you turn around go somewhere else backslide quick amen you just came on to church anyhow you fought all hell to get here hallelujah don't think God doesn't give his people seniority today don't think God doesn't see what you're doing for him today and I want to tell you something, God's going to remember. As he remembered Abraham, he's going to remember you, your faithfulness. Amen. To church and living for God and serving him, he's going to remember you. Oh, he's a wonderful God. He's a wonderful God. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How could we ever switch him? After, after these victories, you would think it would just make all of us just, oh, my God, how can I do more? And how can I get closer to God? You would think that would be just... Oh, bearing down on our soul and our mind. Now I'm in a position that I can even bring more glory to God. I'm going to tell you when God's helped you, you're in a position that you can, amen, bring manifold glory to God. Amen. And the world looking, and you can tell them, say, look, uh, what God has done. And he has done it. Uh, God has been faithful. Why would I want to quit God now? Why would I want to turn around now? Why would I want to switch doctrines now? Why would I want to switch Bibles now? Why would I want to switch convictions now? Why would I want to switch prayers now? Why would I want to switch living for God now? Why would I want to switch giving now after I've seen the mighty, awesome hand of God work? Help me obey the Holy Ghost today, church. Amen. Help me obey the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm here to just stir up your mind. I mean, these are real people we're talking about. Israel was a real nation. They were people just like you and I. Yes, they were. Somebody said, I don't see how on earth they could forget. Right. I don't see how on earth we could forget. 
But we do. We do. We remember. We forget the times that God healed us and God helped us and God lifted us up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, you've been faithful to us. God, you've been good to us. Amen. 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 Oh, y'all going to have to help me today. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Look over at somebody and tell them, I don't want to ever forget what God's done in my life. Come on. Come on, tell somebody with some conviction in your voice. Amen. Come on, turn to the other person now and tell them on the other side. Reach across the aisle and tell them. Amen. I don't want to ever forget. Come on. God, I don't want to ever forget. I don't want to ever forget your mercies. I don't want to ever forget your grace. I don't want to ever forget you bringing me through. I don't want to ever forget you bringing me out. I don't want to ever forget. Oh, never forget. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You know what I think would have helped them a whole lot and people that are in in, in, in some great trials today, let me tell you what will help you. If you can just have a vision a little bit and see what the Lord is going to do for you in the future. If you can just lift up your eyes and just see into the future and see what the Lord is wanting to do and is going to do and how it's all going to come out. Hallelujah. How it's all going to come out. Yes, everybody say a walk by faith. It is a walk by faith. Hallelujah. It's a walk you can't see into the future. You don't know what tomorrow holds, but you know who holds tomorrow. And you just simply walk by faith, and you're believing God, and you're believing his word, and you've got confidence in his word. Amen. And though life does like this and has the ups and downs, you just keep walking steadfast and you keep focused and you keep your faith and you keep walking with God. I'm not going to use God as a vehicle to get to where I want to go and then switch vehicles. Hey man, I'm going to keep this God. Oh, prayer has been good in the past. Prayer will be good in the future. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was burdened this past Friday in school assembly, and I just said a few words, as I usually do on Friday, to the school. And one thing I said to them, I said, I want to tell you something, students. I want you to take care of this building. I want you to be careful with this building. Amen. We don't want people to abuse this building. 
Amen. Once you, students, you see somebody uh, abusing the building, that you turn their name in and what they're doing because this is what God has given us, and we're going to take care of what God has given us. And then I was reminded, and I told them, I said, let me tell you, it's hardworking people that have provided all this that's living today and hardworking people that's already gone on to receive their reward. We may have a church out around this neighborhood and this city. It may be, well, this size or maybe even bigger of people that have already come and they live for God and they stayed faithful to the end. And we are here today enjoying their labor and their work and we don't ever need to forget it. People drive down the freeway and they look at us and they, they think we're like a wild mushroom that just grew up one night and, and, uh, and we just appeared. But they don't know the long road, winding road of history behind what God has done in this house. And I just know a portion of it. I don't know all of it because it began before I had understanding of all the things that were going on. So I'm even limited. You new ones can identify with me today. I'm, I'm even limited with, with all the history. I don't know it all. But I do know a portion of it, and I know it's been the hand of God that has brought us to where we're at and has kept us, and his hand has been upon us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for the ones that's gone on before us, their commitment to truth, their commitment to God and being faithful. They could not see where we're at today, I don't believe. Amen. And the trials that, that we have encountered. But you know what's the good thing about God through the trials? You, if you'll walk with God and you'll pray, you won't even hardly know you're passing through a trial. Don't all of you get thirsty. Besides, you need to go to the drinking fountain here because I am almost through. People don't know. But the hand of God has led. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for past victories. And by the grace of God, we shall never forget. Hallelujah. Amen. It just seemed like for a time it was just, a, just a, one terrible tragedy after another. One of them began, seemed like when my, well, really, I think the church was on a, uh, a trying time to start with. And then on top of that, my dad had this horrible stroke that uh, took him out of the pulpit and church for a number of even months. And then on top of that, the, the building burned to the ground. And uh, there was really no place to have church. 
and I was I was uh, 19 years old, not married, back in the good old days. Just just teasing. Cheer up, wife. Amen. No place to have church. You know where where the church gathered? They had built a, a tabernacle out at the Lakeview Children's Home. And they had went out to Runyon, old Runyon campground, and they had tore down some of those logs. The people that owned it uh, allowed the men to go out there and take them down. And in some way, uh, wouldn't it be something we had one of those logs? But they took those logs down and took down that old tabernacle, and they had built this tabernacle between these uh, cottages in the parking lot of that Lakeview Children's Home. Just an open-air tabernacle. And then, uh, you know, uh, rain would come and uh, people's feet would get wet because it just, I remember one time it was a flash flood just about when church started. And uh, people would get cold and hot and finally got too cold to stay in there and they moved in the children's home dining hall and uh, they uh, was trying to raise funds knowing need to rebuild and, and they had started making donuts. And Brother W.C. Looper and Brother Gene Nicholson, they sold over uh, $30,000 worth of donuts, a dollar a dozen. $30,000 were raised in just donuts. Amen. Then the Lord blessed us to have that beautiful place, number one, 52nd place. What a dream had come to pass. Amen. I'm going to tell you, when they were shouting and dancing under that old tabernacle, swatting mosquitoes, oh yeah, and guess what they had at the children's home? They tried to have a McDonald farm. They had a few cows. Somebody give them a cow. Some of them give them a goat. Somebody give them a hogs, some of them give chickens, somebody give some ducks, so they just put everything out there. And not very far from the platform was a hog pen. And when you didn't smell the hog pen, you smelled super wood just on across, just a little ways, and they both, you couldn't tell one from the other. Amen. But we're still having church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Church, I want to tell you, the devil's still a liar. Those precious people gathering under that tabernacle, they couldn't see where we're at today. But what would have happened if they would have gotten discouraged and turned around and decided, well, we're just going to switch gods? I'm going to tell you what had happened. We would not be in this house today worshiping and praising and glorifying God. Come on. Oh, yes, God, you've been faithful. I'm just trying to get you to see Whatever dilemma you're in today and whatever trial you're in today, you can't see what God's got out there in the future. 
War on, good warrior. Keep fighting, good warrior. Keep a right attitude, good warrior. Keep your spirit right, good warrior. Keep your head up, good warrior. Your feet may be getting cold today, and you may be getting wet, and you may be getting cold or hot, and you may be swatting some mosquitoes and flies, but I want to tell you, heaven sees the other side. God is faithful. God sees the other side. He sees what we can't see. That's the reason we get up on Monday morning and we just go back to the house of prayer. And we say, here I am, God, order my steps, direct my path. I want to do your will today. I don't know what you got in store. I can't see what you can see. But I know I'm the seed of Abraham, and I know you've got your hand in my life, and I know you're going to help me, God. I know without a doubt I'm your child, God. I know you called me out of darkness into this marvelous light. You put me in this church family, and I'm not about to switch churches. I'm not about to switch gods. I'm not about to turn around. I'm not about to quit. I'm going to fight out. Come on. Come on, let God touch you. Oh, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, oh, God. I can see the saints crowding in to that little old dining hall. Finally had to move out of that tabernacle. They moved in the dining hall. And you know what? We couldn't have had, they couldn't, I don't think a hundred people could have hardly got in there. I mean, it was a little place. Amen. But people crowded in there. You know what? People, they loved God. They believed in my daddy. Amen. That they wasn't going to go nowhere. Amen. Brother, you're talking about dark days and gloomy days. And, if, of course, God could do it today, and I, I, I believe that with all my heart. But I want to tell you, if God would have wanted to, it would have been real easy for God to just wiped this church completely off the map. It could have been history and over, and somebody just remembered. Amen. There was a church down there. Amen. And a bunch of people, they called them on Buckeye and... Uh, beating a drum and all those things. I mean, God could have easily just, just, it would have been so easy because we were so close gone anyway. Amen. But God said, oh, no. You know what? Because somebody kept working and somebody kept praying and somebody didn't get discouraged. And some, I'm preaching to somebody today. You're in a storm. You're in the trying time of your life. Your world is upside down. Your finances have gone backwards. Your health has gone upside down. There's problems with your children. There's problems in your, in your life. And the devil's working on your mind. I'm going to tell you, God can just still see what you can't see. All you can see is a tabernacle and water rushing in under people's feet from the rain and then the terrible odor and the mosquitoes. Brother, they got mosquitoes down on that end of town. You can believe that. Hey, man, 
Hey, man, that's, that's all you can see. But I'll tell you what God can see. He can see where we're at today, and he can see how he can bring you out, and he can see how he can plant your feet on the solid rock. He can see how he can fix your life. He can see how he, well, did he not say it? He said, I'll do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask, more than you can even think, according to the power that worketh within you. All we need is more power of God in our church, in our life, and in our hearts. That's all we need is just some more power. Just walk with God, 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 walk with God. Hey man, live for the Lord. And then the miracle, how God just opened the doors and gave us a beautiful auditorium. At Number one, 52nd place. Hey Amen. I think we owed like, it was like $60,000 in debtness on it. And we said, oh God, we've got to get rid of this. And we started in praying, and they claimed there was a recession. And, uh, but the Lord made a way to see that thing paid for. And He made a way to see it filled with people. And then we had balcony across the back. We added onto that balcony. We brought a balcony across down both sides of the building. So there were people completely around upstairs, and, and then the lower floor was filled with people. Hey, man, the Holy Ghost was working. You know what happened? We had committed to this prayer. We said we're not going to get sidetracked. We're not going to get in no dogfight with some other church or some other organization or some people. We're just going to stay focused, and we're just going to pray, and we're going to live for God, and we're going to come to church on Sunday night, and we're not going to have no bitterness. We're going to shout the victory. We're going to have the victory. We're going to run the aisles. We're going to pray until the Holy Ghost talks through us in tongues, and we become Holy Ghost talking people with the anointing of God in our life. Oh, yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. And we watch God work, and we watch God fill people with the Holy Ghost. Amen, over and over until the Lord, and we watched him fill that house full of people. That indebtedness paid off, and then we started in raising funds, talking about property somewhere on the freeway. Amen, 460 $5,000, y'all remember the light bulbs? Uh, him and Brother Kennedy, he made a, made a, I don't know how many stacks of sheet uh, plywood and, and fixed light sockets, and, and there were 465 light bulbs on that big old panel, and each one of those light bulbs represented $1,000. Hey man, and guess what? Uh, the light bulbs just kept on coming on and coming on and coming on and coming on. Uh, hallelujah. Don't tell me God's not a way maker. Hey man, he's a way maker. But see, when you're living in the tabernacle, you can't see what God wants to do today in your life. Hey man, and God made a way and saw this property paid for. What a miracle. Hey man, gave us this great location. We've got 10 acres, and boy, we were shouting. But guess what God's done today? He's doubled that uh, over some 22 acres on this freeway, praising God. Hey man, hallelujah, God has made a way. God has been faithful over the years. He's helped us and helped us and helped us. 
thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Amen. And then we ended up and we were in this building one. Amen. They call it the twin churches. It's not quite a twin because this one's bigger than that one over there. But uh, over there in the other building, and we ended up owing like 800 and something thousand dollars. Man, I'm going to tell you, you're talking about scared to death. I was scared to death. My wife was scared to death. Amen. And I want to tell you, it don't hurt to be scared. You just can't let anybody know you're scared. That's the key. Just don't let nobody know you're scared. Amen. And we was praying and seeking God. Amen. And it's one day in prayer, my wife said, honey, see, my God just gave me a vision. He gave me a vision of this mountain of indebtedness, and all of it was just melting away. It just went away. Hallelujah. And I will tell you today, it wasn't long after that until all that did melt away. Hallelujah. And God made a way. Oh, come on, church. Come on, let God give you the vision. Let God stir up your mind and your spirit. Oh, God. Oh, God. And we thank the Lord for it and rejoicing. And then you know what happened over there. The Lord filled. See, when we moved in that building, we did not intend to even open up the seating under the balconies. Amen. They were seating the balconies, went all the way around the building, and we were just going to open up that inside. Well, you know what happened? Amen. The first service, they had to open up, amen, the seating under the balconies, and it never did close from the first service. There were always people, and finally those balconies were full underneath the balconies, and then we watched God fill the balcony up with people all the way around. Hey, we're bragging on Jesus. It's nothing we've done. If it hadn't been for him, we'd have still been under the tabernacle swatting mosquitoes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But God made a way. God made a way. Hallelujah. You know why he made a way? He had you in mind. Amen. He had the Boytons in mind. Amen. God sent them in get the Holy Ghost. There wouldn't have been no room over in that building, Brother and Sister Boynton. Amen. God made a way, and God opened up a door. And then we watched God do it again. Amen. We weren't praying for no new building. Father's thing from our mind was, was a new, new church. We was trying to figure out a way, well, maybe we can take this back wall out. In fact, those back walls over there today are they're not weight-bearing walls because we felt like someday we'd take those walls out that go out into the hallway and create another hallway on further out. So they're not weight-bearing walls today, amen. But uh, God made a way when that place filled up. Then uh, the Lord, uh, he sent another miracle, amen. And look where we're at today through that miracle. God, I know he don't like for me to say it, but he's part of the of it anyway in the history of it. It initiated it to Brother Mark and Sister uh, Kim Brockington, the way the Lord used them. We were just fixing to build a new school and gym, amen, for our school. And then God opened up that miracle. And boy, I was praying one day, and the Lord said, well, why would you do that? Why don't you just build a new auditorium? Uh, we was going to build that new gym and school out here 
on the side right over here. And this was, of course, the parking lot that we'd already had in. Asphalt, curbs, islands, sprinkler system, everything in it. Amen. But thank God for the day the track hose rolled out and started pulling all of it up and pulling up that asphalt. Amen. Making a place to worship in. The devil's still a liar. You think I'm going to quit now? Amen. I'm just here to remind you, I don't know what the trial you're in. You feel like I'm in the tabernacle. If you'll just stay faithful and you'll just stay, keep praying, if God did it for this way and did it for us as a whole, he can do it for us as individuals today. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody stand together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I told you Wednesday night, it looks like some of them almost lost your breath. In fact, my dear sister Juanita, she said when I said that, she looked across, somebody that looked kind of suspicious, knew. She said, wonder what they were thinking of where they might get their hands on that money but they can't get their hands on that money. Twin City Bank's already got that money. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord this year people have been so blessed in this church. Amen. And God has channeled his blessings through people, and they have given, and there's been raised over $820,000 as went to Twin City Bank to pay off indebtedness. You know what? I want to be a good steward over everything around here. That's the reason I want these young people to take care of this building and everybody else take care of this building. That's the reason we ask mothers not to bring bottles into this church and feed their babies crackers and on these pews. Don't bring them bottles in here. Take your baby out there and feed them. Amen. Well, hallelujah. We're going to take care of this house. We're going to be good stewards over what God's putting our hands. You, you can burn yours up, throw it away, trash it if you want to, but we're not going to trash it around here. We love it too much. Because when, when we see it, we see God. You just see a pew, but we see God in that pew. We see God in this carpet. We see God in the beauty of this house. It's not us. It's for his glory. God's been so good, so good, so faithful, and so wonderful. How could we, how could we switch gods now? How could we turn around now? Unto whom would we turn and where would we go? And who would we pray to? And who would we have confidence in if it was not for this God? God has been so faithful to us. God has helped us. He's helped us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. How, how could we, how could we let him down now? All these blessings have come from the Lord. Amen. And if your life is in that 
tabernacle, if it's close to the hog pen and mosquitoes are biting you and flies are swarming, the same God that put us in this building is the same God that can bring you through. That's why I preached all that. He's the same God that can make a way. And let me tell you the good part of this story. And, and I'm just going to have to tell you a couple because there's so many good people. You know, the church is not in this building. The church is in the hearts of you good people. When you walk the streets of North Little Rock, you're the church. That's the reason we need to be careful before we fuss over they cooked our eggs too much. Or they burnt the bread at Waffle House and you act like a child over a 10 cent bread. And then you give them a church card. If you're going to do those things, please don't give them no church card. Get some of the church cards down to Baptist Church. Hand out their cards. <laughs> Maybe I need to repent to the Baptists. Amen. That's not even a good idea for the Baptists. Hand out your own. That'll be better. Amen. Let them know what a heel you are, not what a heel the church is. We're lights, church, to this city. God put us here for his glory and for his honor. And let me tell you, the real blessing of this church is the people that have prayed through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Their lives have been changed. And the people God has sent to help us in this battlefield. I don't know how they ended up here. Sister Bright, I don't know how you got here. I guess you just needed to hear some good preaching. And you left Brother Booker's church and bought a home in Sherwood. Amen. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Amen. That's just one of the very new ones here today. And then where's that brother and sister Haven? Amen. It was like their names changed to heaven. You're talking about a blessing. Workers. Amen. Have, they have a home, have children in Illinois. Retired. They came here and lived in a travel trailer. And here back a, about a month or so ago, I asked them would they help out my brother. And they moved in his house to oversee some things there at his business. You're talking about a blessing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. And then, and then quit serving God, Brother Copeland. Turn around and decide I want the gods of this world. Are you kidding me? Get all excited about what they're doing. Well, bless their little hearts. Hey, Amen. I started home from prayer meeting at 9, almost 10 o'clock last night, turned the radio on. It was on when I got in the car. And they said, you know what I think we need to do? We need to fire this nut. I'm just, 
I mean, he's let us down. Coach Nut. Y'all catching on? Amen. We got all Christians here today, haven't we? Amen. You think I'm going to get in? The Bible said if you're going to war in this warfare, you can't get entangled with the affairs of this world. You got to keep your focus and you got to keep marching and you got to keep fighting. Now, I'm going to tell you what's over all of our heads today. But can I ask you, wonder what God would do next if we didn't change and sell out and turn around. I lost you then, didn't I? Wonder what God's got in mind. Wonder what God's got in mind for your life. Amen. And you think we're going to draw back, quit, quit praying? Amen. I can't wait to get up here in the morning. Can't wait to get back this evening. I'm going to get this flesh by the nap of the neck, and I'm going to bring it right over there. And, that, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be watching the time because I found out about God. God's a whole lot like man. You ever hire anybody and they just show up anytime kind of they want to? They just come dragging in? Huh? Was you happy about that? No. I, I found out there's some things about God that's parallel about man, and that's one of them. Amen. If I'm talking to somebody, you know what? It gets about five minutes to six. I would say, brother, we, we got to go pray. It's serious. I, I know, but this praying's serious too. And people stand in those hallways, come in here and just talk around while the choirs. You, you're making a bad decision. Hey, I'm not upset at you. Amen. That's what you want to do. But one of these days, you're going to ring his bell, and you're not going to have that unction. You're going to you really won't. Well, we got it down to where we live and find it, didn't we? You know what God wants to do? God wants to tune this church up a little tighter. Come on. Well, it, it, it's, it's like somebody cut the key off. It's like I've run out of gas here today. Amen. I said God wants to tune it up a little tighter. God wants you to be serious about his business. You're serious about yours, but you need to be serious about God's. Amen. When it comes to give God some time, you need to give him some time, quality time. Y'all get me out of this dilemma. Come on, sing. Praise God. I had him get this song together. Go ahead. I'm, we're waiting Lord, on you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Not one single time. Come on, sing it. I want you to close your eyes.